Happy Easter, Bridgeway. Wow, I'm living proof. I'm sure many of you are living proof as well. You know, God has the ability to rescue us. He has the ability to restore us. He has the ability to resurrect us. Because when he died on that cross and transferred all of your sins and all of my sins to the cross of Jesus Christ, on that Sunday morning, he rose again. He is risen. He is risen indeed. We see that God healed the woman with the issue of blood, like Pastor Sandy talked about. He healed her from her disease. Let me ask you, do you have a sickness or a disease? I'm here to declare on this Easter Sunday morning that God is a healer. We saw that Jesus had the ability to take the woman who was caught in adultery, as Minister Tracy Tiernan and Coiro talked about, and he healed her from damage. Let me ask you, are you damaged from your own sin or from the sins of other people? I, I'm here to declare to you on this Easter Sunday morning that God is a healer. I find it interesting, though, that uh, these women that God healed, that Jesus healed in the scriptures, never seem to have a name. Do you notice that? Their names are never really recorded. It's the woman with the issue of blood. It's the woman caught in adultery. It's the woman at the well or the woman who wiped his feet with her hair. Ah, names. They identify us, don't they? Jesus wanted these women to know that regardless of their social status in life, that he, he, he saw them, he, he knew them, he, he valued them, he dignified their existence, whether in the shadows or whether outside the public eye at a well or whether in the public square where she would have to touch the hem of his garment. Jesus highlighted the value, the the liberation, the dignity of women. Instead of adding to their damage from a culture that was damning them, he dignified them and signified these women at a level where this had not been witnessed before until this time. And it's in this Easter service today that I want to remind you as our theme is healing that God heals from diseases. God heals from damage, but God also heals from death. As Pastor Eli preached about his name, he had a name, was Lazarus. By the way, Lazarus means God is my help. <laughs> the Lord knows that we all need help. Has anyone experienced the death of loved ones even over this last year? I know one of our worship uh, psalmist and leaders, Amy Nakirin, lost her father recently, suddenly to death. Minister Ronald Green lost his grandmother, uh, Adrian Robinson, her, her mother. And uh, even Dola, one, another one of our uh, great worshipers, Dola Ashamu, lost her brother, Tony. M maybe you lost someone as well. I, I'm here to remind you that God is our healer and he heals us from diseases. He heals us from even, even damage, but he also heals us from dying. And that's what the Easter message is all about. 
that death is not final for the believer, that we do not grieve like those who have no hope, but that one day we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, that he will come back and we'll be caught up in the air to meet him. And then those who are dead in Christ shall rise first. And of course, if you were to die before he comes, absence from the body, as the apostle Paul says, is presence with the Lord. Have you felt yourself dying maybe a little bit every day? You know, we all are, aren't we? If you're a human being, guess what? You were born and you grow, but guess what? Your body continually has this, uh, this entropy, this just you are getting closer to death. That's why you probably are more wrinkled than you'd like, maybe a little more flabby than you'd like, maybe a little more gray than you'd like. Why is that? It's because the body is decreasing, moving its way toward death. But Jesus wants to talk to you before you move your way all the way there. He wants to talk to you about how your body may, may, may begin to die, but, but your spirit can be renewed every day. You see, your spirit doesn't get older. It just gets better. It just, just grows, and, and you can be renewed in your spirit. And then death becomes a door, a transition to an eternal life of great beauty and great, great joy and, and great peace where there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more sadness, no more sickness. In fact, when Jesus was on the cross, he had uh, two thieves that he was in the middle of. And he said to one who, who repented and who wanted to, to know him, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. The other one mocked Jesus. And that tells us the two eternities that we will go to. You either will go up with Jesus to eternity or down apart from Jesus forever. You've got to make that decision, and that's what he's, Easter does. It, it takes us, the death, burial, and resurrection takes us to a decision point. What are you going to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Every human being will be judged on that. When you get to the other side, the only question is, what did you do with Jesus? If you accepted him, received his forgiveness, his substitutionary atonement, meaning that he paid for all of your sins, then you will rise again from the dead, and you will live forever with God in a beautiful place called heaven that he's preparing for you even now. Some of you have loved ones that have already gone there. But for those of you like that other thief on the cross is like, I don't need Jesus. Well, guess what? When he comes back, it's over. And you'll spend eternity separated from God forever, not because he wants you to, but because he's gonna give you what you've always wanted, separation from him. And so when we see Lazarus, we see a guy that was dead and his sisters are like, Jesus, could you come heal him? And then by the time Jesus comes to heal him four days later, we see that he comes back to life. But he would die again. And the same is true for, for you. I know some people who have a testimony that they died and came back. Uh, they were resuscitated or maybe it went beyond that time of resuscitation and medical experts have a, have a name for that. They call it the Lazarus syndrome. You could actually be coded and they put you, they literally declare that you are dead and it could be an hour later and you come back as the blood rushes back to you. But here's the thing, no matter how many of those interactions take place, when Jesus rose again from the dead, it was the once for all final resurrection of a human being until Christ would come back and we would rise again with him but you may be dying inside even now. Let me ask you, do you feel like you may be dying a little bit every day? Well, I'm here again to tell you, we serve a healing God. Lazarus means 
help. We serve a God who will help us even when we feel like we're dying, depressed, discouraged, disillusioned. God comes in and he brings life. Can I introduce you to this God? He's known by many different names, but one of the names he's known as is Jehovah Rapha. (laughs) There's a a mouthful. Jehovah means self-existent one in the Hebrew, and Rapha means heals. We find it for the first time in Scripture in Exodus chapter 15. In the Old Testament Jewish Scriptures, we see that he is known as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. This is what it says in verse 26. Exodus 15, 26, he says, I am the Lord who heals you. You see what happened is the Israelites were rescued from Egypt and now they're out in the desert. They were in the desert for three days and they were very thirsty and they finally found some water according to uh, verse 23. And the water was dirty and it tasted bitter to the degree that it was named, the place was named Mara. And Mara in the Hebrew means bitter. And so they began to complain against Moses, it said in verse 24. They grumbled and they complained against Moses saying, what are we to drink? We come all the way out of Egypt and now we've been out in the desert for three days. We're parched. We finally find water. And when we get to the water, it's Mara. It's bitter. Well, you can imagine Moses after all the the plagues of of Egypt, after all the death of the firstborn sons, and because the blood was on top of the the door, anybody who was under that blood was covered and the death angel wouldn't kill them because of all of the different miracles. Finally, they're out in the desert and these same people who were miraculously rescued are now complaining against Moses. So Moses then cries out to the Lord, verse 25 says, and you can read it sometimes, Exodus 15, 25, he cries out to the Lord and the Lord shows him a piece of wood and he takes the wood and he throws it into Mara, the river of Mara, which means bitter. And there the water was cleansed and it says in the text, it tasted sweet. He took something that was bitter and turned it into something that was Sweet, the same water, just touched by a piece of wood. You know, Jesus Christ, when he is on the cross, you know, they hung him on a wooden cross. But can I tell you something? When Jesus touches something, it has the ability to change your whole life. It can cleanse you from disease. It can cleanse you from damage. It can cleanse you from death. And sure enough, when Jesus does a miracle, when the wood that has been touched by him touches you, it can turn something that was bitter into something that is sweet. This is why he could touch mud and put mud on a guy's eyes. And all of a sudden, that dirty mud turned into something that allowed someone who was once blind now to be able to see. Well, those bitter waters could have made them sick. But instead, once God touches it, even the waters were healed. Some of you have tasted the bitter waters of COVID. Some of you have tasted the bitter waters of collapse financially. Some of you have tasted the bitter waters of crushed hearts in relationships and confused minds and conflicted consciences. But Easter is about God turning that which is bitter into something that is sweet, turning something that is dying into something that is living. And, and when Jesus shows up, he can, he can be your Jehovah Rapha 
the God who heals, the Lord, your healer. You see, Rapha not only means healer, but Rapha also means restorer. You see, God doesn't just rescue us like he did rescuing them from Egypt, but he also restores us and heals us. Does anybody need healing from God? God can do it. Does anybody need restoration from God on this Easter? God can do it. You see, rescuing you is one thing, but restoring you is something else. God not only rescues us from an impending hell, but he restores us and offers us an eternal heaven. Healing has to do with health, but restoration has to do with wholeness. And here we have a God, the, 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 the Lord, our healer, who's saying, listen, I will bring healing to your health, but I'll also bring restoration so you can become whole. See, the God of Easter sent Jesus to rescue us, to rescue us from sin and death. The God of Easter sent Jesus to restore us, to restore our diseased bodies and our our damaged souls. That's what wholeness is. I don't just fix you from your sickness, but then I restore you from everything that sickness did to you. Some of you have been rescued from impending death, but you're still hurting because of what that thing did to you, what that person did to you, what that experience did to you, what that year did to you. God is saying, not only will I rescue you from Egypt, but I'll restore you from everything that happened while you're in Egypt. And God is trying to say to someone today, you may be dying on inside. You may be damaged inside. You may be diseased inside. But Jesus came not simply to rescue you. He came to restore you and not just to restore you, but to resurrect you. Even in death, we see the greatest miracle of all in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. How powerful is Easter? Way beyond Easter eggs and the Easter bunny. Why don't you pray to the God of Easter today and ask him to heal you from your diseases? Ask Jehovah Rapha to heal you from your damages. Ask Jehovah Rapha to heal you from whatever is dying inside. Pray to Jehovah Rapha that he would not only restore your health, but that he'd bring you wholeness. You know, we spent eight weeks talking about hope, didn't we? We did four conversation of hope talks with people from around the country. I did four series on I hope. And remember, hope stands for holy optimism based on positive expectations. And there is no greater hope than the hope that we have that when we die, even if we're dying a little bit at a time, that one day we will rise again and be with our Lord forever and the people that we love who have also trusted Christ. We place our hope in Jesus Christ. He is our Jehovah Rapha and he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes, we are healed. So why don't you cry out to Jehovah Rapha today? It will be the best Easter you've ever had. Pray with me now. Just say, heal me, O Lord. Be my Jehovah Rapha right now. 
Save me, God. Forgive me, Lord. Heal my diseases. Heal my damages. Heal my dying soul. In the name of the risen Lord Jesus himself, amen and amen. <laughs>